0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live across the networks. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. We are on YouTube. This is Offside Hockey Talk coming at you from our favorite destinations. As you can see, Mr. Josh Egan is at home. I am not. But hey, let's get a good podcast in. The Leafs chatter is alive and well. And of course, we have to talk about what was the Heritage Classic, the debacle, the fall apart, the cross check, everything in between. And of course, the trade chatter that is around the Maple Leafs right now and of course the trades that have already happened this is a quick condensed show just to get some info out there and have a little bit of thought process from me i'm a main man josh over here so let's get at it josh the heritage classic why was it such a blunder for the Uh,
1: man like that whole thing it was great like you to start right you get in there it's snowing it's an outdoor hockey game uh if you're from ontario and you're able to get there it was nice to see everybody out and about again um and then the, the actual game started like the first period was fun because, you know, like I said, I said, it was snowing and it was like a real outdoor game. And then the second period starts snow lets up pucks are going a little bit more easier. Um, Leaf score within the first 40 seconds. And then uh, the Sabres followed that right back up. And, and then it all just kind of fell apart from there. Mrazek lets in uh, a couple softies one at an angle. That's just unacceptable. Um, and then I think emotions got the better of everybody. Dolly goes after Matthews. Matthews gives him a well-deserved cross check in the head, I guess. I mean, nobody deserves to be cross checked in the head, but I, the reaction was justified for what he, what should he been taking? Uh, Matthews takes a clean hit from Dylan cousins. I had no problem with that. Uh, bunting flies in no problem with that. Mikheyev hits the double arm DDT. And from there, it just kind of falls apart. Um, yeah, I, I just think the Leafs were outplayed. I don't think you can take too much away from a game that was played outdoors where the elements were a factor. It was very windy in there, um, snow in the first period. Sight li- I heard the argument that the sight lines for Mirazik might have been off a little bit because goalies, when they line up in, in arenas, they can usually line up with like the stanchions or the crowd. You don't really have any of that uh, in an outdoor game with the crowd so far back. Um, so we, I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. And then uh, he, I believe, what was the game after that? Then he – no, he didn't start again after that because after that was uh, was Shelgren. So yeah. that, that's the last we've seen of Morazic so far. I think we do see him one more time um, before the playoffs. I don't think we see him again before the trade deadline, though. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a great experience but a terrible game.
0: Well, I look at the game and I say, you know, the, the problem for me was the Henestrosa goal was the backbreaker for mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs um that one just simply cannot go in and I've said this to you numerous times throughout the season and to everyone listening you've heard me bark about this the Leafs need timely saves and that was a moment where they needed one of those timely saves um just to keep things tight and in the game once that happened it was like someone let the air to the balloon the team didn't care and really I don't know man it was just uh It was heartbreaking to see because you want them to win those kind of games. And you look at Matthews. I'll say this. I'm happy that Matthews finally, finally got a set of cojones going and said, you know what? I'm not going to take crap anymore. I'm going to push back. I'm going to have a little bit of presence on the ice where my physical play is going to show you that I'm not going to take anybody's crap anymore. Mm -hmm. And I like to do it. And I said this to you and producer Clark across the board for Austin Matthews. We all remember when Ryan Getzlav finally came into his own and started handling guys and being more physical. That's when his game elevated to that next level. And I'm seeing that from Austin Matthews. Defensively, his 200-foot game has grown. But physically, he's learning to use the tools of his body to body guys around. And I think we're going to see it more coming off the suspension. But the thing I love the most was don't touch my fucking captain. Mm-hmm. was what Bunting did. Mikheyev was throwing mitts. It didn't matter if it looked pretty. It was the emotion that was shown yeah. that the Leafs needed. They needed that pushback. I love that. So much has gone on in this city with our captains. You look at Dion Phaneuf having pucks rifled at him and not a soul saying a word. Yeah, We've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Seeing that type of response at the, the Heritage Classic, really gave me a little hope that these guys are going to come together and get rolling and rocking and having fun. And then, then the P.A. a resistance right here. Mr. Austin Matthews is out. John Tavares taking all the shit kicking in this city. And Which I is unjustified. It is. I, I love doing a podcast because we can put the spin that we want on it the right way. We don't have to sugarcoat it. He, he's been taking his shit kicking from the media and the fans, but this guy is as close to a point per game player through his entire tenure as a Maple Leaf. And by the way, over a point per game player now without Austin Matthews in the lineup. So he delivers in big moments when key players are not there. And what did he do in the Shogren game? He scored. He got an assist. He played pretty freaking good for the limited ice time, by the way that he played. I think mm-hmm. he only played 1644 the entire game. So, that guy can step up. So everybody, take your foot off the neck of John Tavares and just sit over there for a moment and enjoy the fact that this guy is your captain and leads your team and has done damn well. Tell me he's not worth $11 million. I'll laugh in your face because he is. He yeah. damn well is. Stop it. It's so ridiculous to see this.
1: It's, um, yeah, Dom LeCision does these player player cards and uh, one of the stats on it, or one of the uh, context he provides is um, uh, market value. If there wasn't a salary cap and his market value this season is 9.4. So, and he would be the number one center on what, 20 teams in the NHL. Yeah. We went, I went around and did those facts as well. And uh, yeah, so you know, it's like all our uh, numbers uh, you- if you're, o- if you're overpaying your captain, but you got in free agency. You're always going to overpay in free agency. Turn- a
0: couple million dollars.
1: Yeah. He turned down 13 and a half million dollars from the sharks, by the way. Cool. How bad would that have looked? <laughs> but um, yeah, like I don't have a problem. You're always going to have that. Like, guy coming in on free agency you overpay and he does, he's a point per game player yep. I, I don't I don't get the hate on him like yeah sure maybe he set the bar super super high when he came in here and netted 47 in his first year and had a career year but that's not the John Tavares that we knew we were going to get in these later years of the contract. We were going to get a steady player. Who's going to put up assists, going to score you 25 to 35 goals. And he's going to help the younger guys with their, with their production. And that's exactly what he's doing.
0: Guess what? He's still a point per game. So eighty yeah, points. Is, but... you look at that, it's still the top 25 in the league in scoring. Yeah. Top 25 guys get paid. So I'm not, I'm not mad that he's going to $11 million. Yeah. Like, I like that. You could spend that two million dollars elsewhere. Well, show me what two million dollar player that you're going to get that's going to have as good as an impact as John Tavares is having on this. I could
1: I could name you a player making nine two five who would have an even bigger impact than John Tavares. On not on an entry level deal, Michael Bunting.
0: Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> If I were to tell you at the beginning of the season that Michael Bunting would have the season he is having right now, you would have dead set looked me in my eyes and told me to hand in my fan card and sit down in the corner at the kids' table because I've been eating too many chicken nuggets. Because, no, my, it's, not it's, be, it's, un,
1: it's unreal what he's doing. It's great.
0: It is. It's great, though. It's But, the, again, you know, nobody can give credit for anything. Nobody can give credit mm. for Tavares doing well. Nobody can give credit for Dubas signing some good guys. Kosh has been great, by the way, as well not Matt Akasha. The Labushkin trade, him and Riley look pretty good. And then this rumored Giordano and uh, Brody pairing that might be showing up here soon. No, uh, I'd, rather,
1: I, I'd rather get Lindholm.
0: Listen, I'd rather get Lindholm too, but if you're able to get Gio at a lower price point and be able to use other assets to bring in one more other piece to your organization to stabilize your deep core even further or goaltender or forward, because apparently they were in the mix for Cali Yarncroak. We're going to talk about this in a moment, but you know what I mean. Um, Let's get to Shogren, though, because, I mean, Leafs-Nason, we shall grin that we got a goaltender that got a shutout. Yes, I had to use the pun. All intended. Wait till prediction season today because it's St. Paddy's Day, and we're going to be dancing, having a little fun. But shalgren, I said it in the prediction season video, you need to come out and play a steady game in front of this guy and just, just be calm in front of this guy. And they were. Mm. And – The thing that everybody keeps bringing up to me and they say, James, you know, this is like Garrett Sparks. Garrett Sparks got his shutout first game and he cried to the media afterwards. He was so excited. And I said, hang on a second. When Garrett Sparks was in the net for the Toronto Maple Leafs, did he have enough ice in his veins to go out there and chip the puck up the glass? Or go out there and handle the puck and pass it forward without bobbling it? No problem. And here's the other thing. When Shogren... Went and made a glove save, and the puck bounced out of his glove. It wasn't like Mrazek. It wasn't like Campbell or even Freddie, where they had to scramble. He was instantly in position, squared to the shooter, and ready to accept the next shot. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is poise and confidence from a goaltender. And everybody's like, well, he hasn't done much. Well, excuse me. No, he won a Swedish league championship last year. So, yes, he has. He understands big games. And, yes, it's not the same talent level, but he still went out there and won the chip over there. So he mm-hmm. knows what he needs to do, and if the Leafs and you know fans alike let this guy just play his game like he did the other night, to me he's got a little ice in his veins, man. And I yeah. made a funny tweet today. Uh, I think it was original, Burnsy. I know you're probably watching right now, my buddy, on lunch break out here at East. But um, he was asking, "What goaltender would you rather have? Hashik Wab, Broder, all those different ones?" And I said, "I'd rather have Schalchgren. He's undefeated. He hasn't had a goal scored against him. Can those other goalies boast out? You can have all the fun you want." But Chalgrin, for Leafs fans right now, is a savior at a moment we needed someone mm-hmm. to come in and do something magical. Getting a shout-out in your first game in the NHL, that's magical. Now yeah. you get to at the St. Paddy's Day game to do a little bit more. And I think they will win tonight. I do. But it's going to be a different test. And the big test for him tonight is when the first one goes by him, what is his reaction and how does he keep going? How does he play beyond that first goal? Because that's going to be something that will affect him. But we want to see how it shakes him up in the NHL, and also how the team in front of him reacts as well.
1: So, uh, I was—I'll start here. I was in the building for the Tuesday night game, and it was a big night for really the boys. Deal? For first, first, first time back out with everybody, it was great. Uh, fantastic seat. Shout out to my dad for hooking that up for us. We have to wear suits because it was company seats. It was really weird. Anyway, so we we get there and. Uh, weird buzz in the building for the player intros so um mike ross is doing his thing and you know and and here's eric shelgren he does his thing and like there was a loud applause and then kind of like a buzz afterwards because everybody was like all right let's see how this goes because dallas does have some threats like tyler Segan, jamie ben um uh robertson over there at like all these guys can score goals and he looked solid in the first period i think he had what, 13 saves in the first or something like that? Uh, he had, was, yep. And then yeah. they were also
0: outshot to begin with as well. So. Exactly. And
1: worse. once the Leafs got the first goal, everybody kind in the building, you could sense like kind of a sense of calm because we were watching Shogren do his thing and he wasn't bouncing post to post. A player would come in and he knew exactly where he was in his net. And it just looked a little bit different than when Mrazic was in there and he was kind of all over the place. Yep. It, it it just calmed us down a little bit because if there was a two on one, he would know when to when to go. He didn't over push, he didn't overslide. He was hugging his post. He had a great a great save on his post where he tucked his uh his back pad right against it, and it, it was Isn't just it great.
0: When to see a goaltender with that composure, that's what I get back. I to. Know, right? and he was just it's
1: just calm, and like even during the first star presentation, he came out, gave his little hand clap, like he was just an overall great. Um, it, it was a great experience to see. And, you know, shout out to him. Well done.
0: It was a good story when the Leafs needed a good story. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a lot of negativity piling on. And those are the things, those are the games that can kind of, um, you know, right the ship, so to speak. Because Dallas is fighting and clawing. They had every uh, every excuse to want to win that game because they want to get in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had the news that earlier in the day that Hudobin was going down with surgery. So, you know, win it for Hoobie and have a good game. You know, there's lots of different things you could pull there. Robertson wanting to beat his brother, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But uh, the Leafs pulled out a four nothing victory over the Dallas Stars. Nothing to snub your nose at.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, this
0: is a time of year where teams are are fighting for every point. So this is not easy hockey by any stretch of any means. A guy I really want to single out too is I want to single out Cliffy. Cliffy had a great. Well, he game. was, whenever he was on the ice, there was a buzz. Yeah. They, well, he you know what? The thing was, he's what we want Simmer to be right now. Maybe Simmer just needs to take a couple games and just yeah. relax and get back to the skating and stuff like that. But Cliff, he brought speed. He brought energy. He was hitting. He was down on the four check, the cycle game. I loved everything about Clifford, man. And then he get off the ice. But also, too, it really kind of made me feel like the other guys were playing a couple inches taller. He, has, he had Rasmo throwing a hit. You had other guys, you know, playing a a couple inches taller because they knew that, hey, Cliffy ain't going to take crap. And then the game before that too, you had McKay and Bunting also saying, hey, you're not touching our guys. This is it. We're done with this crap. And we're going to start mixing it up. And, you know, now we got to spin the uh, the wheel here a little bit. We got to go quick. This is a quick one today. Don't worry. But appreciate you, Joe Shelter, for watching. All the comments coming through. Absolutely amazing. Um, Hey, the Leafs right now are rumored to be on Mark Giordano Obviously, everybody wants Lindholm, and everybody wants this, that, and the other stuff. I wouldn't be mad about getting Geo, only because Geo and Brody have played together. Mm-hmm. They know them, know each other. That's a pairing that can instantly mesh well and do good for the Leafs. Then if Labushkin and and Riley do well together, then all of a sudden you get Muzzin coming back. You got Muzzin and Sandine. That's a pretty formidable defensive course right there, if you ask me.
1: And then that frees up, you know, Dermot, Hall, and Lilligrand to – Make trade deal. for trade for Mark Andre Fleury.
0: <laughs> I don't think they're getting a goalie. I think they're going to ride
1: with they're going to ride with Camby
0: man. Soup the soup can's going to be in. Soup's going to be on. We're going to love it. Um, the big big thing for me though is you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and everybody says they need another forward up front. Well, here's the thing though, guys. Nobody's talking about this. I heard Jeff Marry talk about it. I've been heaping it on the lives. The Leafs want to bring up Nick Abriezy. And they want to bring in Matthew Nice. They want to see what those two guys can do on their NHL roster. Matthew nice is a power forward with skill and a little bit of speed. Definitely can do some things for you. And Nick Breezy, no slouch, made Team Canada, okay? So this guy can do some things too. It's time we start looking at the fruits of what we have in-house instead of spending assets to go get everything. If you're only looking for bottom six help, we have a lot of sparks for bottom six help in our lineup. And in our, in our organization right now, Joey Anderson hasn't got a sniff yet. You know, there's guys down the Marlies that you could definitely call up, but uh, Duzak as well on D. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of different things that you can mess around with and play with, and, and including goaltending. Yeah, Ethan Scott's going to come back. Joe Wool's there. Colligan showing he's got something. So start seeing what you have because I mean, you go and, and spend assets on Flurry. I, I don't think it's the right thing to do. My
1: my only counter to like when are you talking about bringing those guys up next season or now? No, now They're, the Leafs so, are. So yeah. So my only my only counter to that is why are you doing it now? Because if it doesn't work, what are you gonna do after Monday? The answer is nothing. Um, well, the
0: answer is you have enough bodies already
1: down. The bottom I know, street. but like you can't up, you can't upgrade within if the upgrade's not there. Right. Yeah. I, I,
0: we, but if you're gonna, you're gonna sit there and tell me that that Matthew Nyes may not be. Oh no, I'm not know, saying. I'm, I know. I know what you're saying too. But I'm just saying these guys are probably definitely better than what you have and what probably yeah what you can get. We were just talking about guys on entry level deals that could blow the doors off. These guys might come in and blow the doors off. I mean, this is where we uh, a couple seasons ago got to see the Travis Dermott's and the Rasmus Sandines and the Timothy Lilligren's and the Nick Robertson's. By the way, mm-hmm. Um, this also happened with Willie Nylander Zach Hyman. Uh, all the guys that have come through this lineup that have been pretty mainstays, Kasperi and Andreas Johnson all came in towards the end of the season. And next thing you know, they were regulars in this lineup that we didn't want to see get traded. So, right. you know, yeah. this is the time where you can do it. And I'll go back to my argument and made you on Saturday. The Leafs already know they're in the dance, mm-hmm. whether it's a wild card position, third in the Atlantic, second in the Atlantic, first in the Atlantic. They know that they are in the dance already and they can, You know, have the luxury of seeing what these guys might bring because they're not going to miss the playoffs. They're still going to get in. And if you have to go back to the veteran mix, cool. Or even go make a move at trade deadline and go get somebody, but still know that you can cycle all these different things in. And that's what a good coach would do because in the playoffs, we all seen it's a war of attrition. You have to have all these different bodies to go into your lineup, whether it's on D or forward or in goal, you have to have the next man up. And the Leafs, for the longest while, have been so content with what they have that really the experimentation hasn't been there, and now there is.
1: Yeah, I, my only concern with that would be is in the playoffs the intensity ups a little bit, so you'd have to make sure those guys can handle it. Um, I don't. I just. I, I hope it works out for them. I, I don't know if I'm a fan of the strategy of trying guys after the trade deadline, but. I'm not an NHL GM.
0: If you can't get anything and you got to go in house, you know at least you have options. This is what I'm trying to say. Right? Yeah, I'm just
1: saying that shouldn't be your first option. Is in house. You got to look around and see the. Well, I'm sure make-
0: that they will, but I think that the first the first domino that needs to fall for the lease, and we all know this, and I don't care who's beating what drum, is you need one more upgrade on defense. Yeah, and uh, besides that point, you also need to make sure that um, you know Freddie Campbell or not Freddie Campbell. Wow, that's a funny one. Uh, Jack Campbell is, uh, well, I'm thinking of Freddie from last year because this seems like deja vu to me, mm-hmm. starting goaltenders injured at the deadline. Um, You got to make sure that Campbell is going to be able to come back and play down the stretch, right? Because maybe he isn't. Maybe he's not going to mm-hmm. be ready to the playoffs. And then you do have to make a deal.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's Thursday right now, trade deadline's Monday. You and I are both off work all day. I'm hoping they hold out till Monday or at least like midnight Sunday. Just- It'll be
0: Saturday. It'll be after Saturday's game, and that's when the, uh, the deals will start spinning in. Uh, but shout out to Monday. We'll wrap here. Uh, Monday, we will be doing a trade deadline show. One thing, one thing,
1: yep. one thing. Tonight's game is going to be weird. It's a St. Patrick's Day game against the Carolina Hurricanes. The last couple St. Patrick's games have been weird, like high-scoring comebacks. I believe they had one against Philly a couple of years ago that was like 8-7. The last couple of games over the last couple of years against Carolina, we had the, the young kids game, uh, the next-gen game. Tonight's going to be a weird one. Don't be surprised if it's like 9-6 to six for some reason.
0: I can definitely feel that vibe. Definitely yeah. feel that vibe. Uh, it's going to be a fun game, though, regardless. Hope Schalgren gets his second win. But back to Monday, we will be doing a trade deadline show. Arthur Staple of The Athletic is swinging by to give some thoughts and insights. Joseph Zeta of the, I believe it's the either editor and Leaf or... Center of lease Nation, one of the two big blog sites for the Toronto Maple Leafs, will be jumping in as well. Can't wait to speak with him. Uh, and we'll have other guests circling in and out throughout the day as the day firms up. But yeah, that's going to be a fun day. We'll be on for a couple hours. Yeah, I guess about...
1: I guess I can come on.
0: <laughs> Listen, you're already a part of the show. I don't need to say you're coming on because you're going to be there. But yes, anyways, I the times, ladies and gentlemen. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk. Proudly brought to you by. You see it in the corner. Boxing Rock Brew Co., the absolute big beer for the big game. All right. Cheers. Offside.